Today, we're chatting with a high-level entrepreneur and best-selling author about what it truly means to build yourself as a brand, refusing to accept excuses, and finding balance with your values, your business, and your family life. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got very interesting and very insightful guest. But before we get there, as always, just want to do the quick update thing and thank everyone who's purchased a copy of the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Really grateful for all the feedback, all the five-star reviews, all the emails I get, letting me know how you like the content. And um, all I can say is thank you so much. It continues to go well, and uh, there's a lot more to go from here. And, of course, the YouTube channel devoted to it, that's just the Andrew Cap YouTube channel, that continues to do well and get more subscribers every single day. So thanks to everyone who really just enjoys the content. And if you want to check out the Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, you can very easily do so by going to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward to the Amazon listing where you can get it in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. But if you don't want to plot your wallet, like I said, there's a YouTube channel with free content and a lot of content at that. That's youtube.com slash Cap. Feel free to check it out. But with that said, let's dive straight into today's guest. Jeff Lopes is the host of the top-rated Jeff Knows Inc. entrepreneurial podcast and is the founder of numerous companies, having taken a number of them to seven- and eight-figure levels. These include True Blue Homes, a portfolio of vacation rental properties across the northern parts of Ontario, and Kimura Wear, a boxing and martial arts equipment brand, which he actually started building out in his own basement back in 2006. He's also a proud father of two, and over the past four years, he's coached countless entrepreneurs in balancing the obstacles of fatherhood and entrepreneurship and achieving a higher level of success in both areas. He's also a best-selling author and has leveraged all of his experience to create Man's Purpose, the fastest-growing community of entrepreneur dads on the planet. With a pedigree of experience and achievement like that, you know Jeff has a lot of wisdom and insight to share. So without any further ado, Shattered Mold warmly welcomes Jeff Lopes. Jeff, thank you so much for being here, my friend, and welcome to Shattered Mold. I appreciate you having me, man. This is going to be a great conversation. I'm honored to be here, and uh, thank you for uh, giving this platform for entrepreneurs and authors and other individuals to... Uh, relay their stories yeah man well i i appreciate that and and i'm grateful to have an entrepreneur like yourself and you know obviously we're, we're all hesitant we don't want to toot our own horns but you've got quite a pedigree you've got quite uh, a track record of of helping people on on high levels um to let you be a little bit whether modest or not modest kind of hand over to you how would you describe what you do or what you've done in the context of working with entrepreneurs there's so many different levels of that i mean i was always the type Andrew, that you, I needed to build myself as an expert in a field before I was able to serve others. So a lot of, a lot of coaches nowadays, um, they, they get a certification and they start automatically coaching. I had that mindset. I needed to build the experience. So I was an entrepreneur for got around 25 years before I really dove into coaching. And, and I was very successful at it. So I've had numerous companies I've built and exited. I started a company in 2006 called Kamora Wear, which is a boxing manufacturing of uh, boxing martial art equipment. And that company is now going on to 15 years in business. I have a company called True Blue Homes. 
where we have nine vacation and commercial rentals. So I've built all these portfolios and all these companies. And roughly around three years ago, I said, you know what? I had a lot of younger entrepreneurs asking me to coach them and they're willing to pay me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to really dive into coaching. So I gave myself a three-year period where I actually coached 64 entrepreneurs. I never charged a penny. And I took some of them up to seven figures. And all I did was build video testimonials, which I have tons of those. And I built experience for myself. And I, and I built a knowledge of how to handle people, how to coach, what worked, what didn't work. And, and I put that all together. And over the last 12 years, um, I've really dove into parenting. I studied parenting, studied fatherhood. And that had to go with a story I could talk to it about later on about my son when he was born. And that knowledge and that comfort level I built around parenting and fatherhood I started looking around like you know what there's a lot of, of entrepreneurs and as much as entrepreneurs hate the word balance I was seeing my own eyes like they cannot figure out how to balance being a father and being an entrepreneur and and there's a reason why the divorce rate for entrepreneurs is so high it's like in Canada it's like 60 something percent and I was like, they were not understanding. And I had to figure it out. Like, I, I have a decently happy marriage, 18 years. I got two amazing kids. I'm home three to seven every single night. I got three incredible companies. I was coaching. I'm writing books. I'm writing a podcast. I'm like, how do I do it all? I'm no difference from anybody else. The only difference is I learned how to manage my schedule. I learned how to figure out which parts of my life were non-negotiable and which parts of my life I had to eliminate. And, and by doing that over the last... 12 months, I was able to give back and really dive into coaching, but I put it at a different level. I wanted to really be targeted and I targeted a lot of my audience towards entrepreneurial dads and helping them scale their business, scale their family life, but at the same time, find that balance and also pour back into themselves at the same time. Hmm. Now, when we're talking about balance, when we're talking about claiming your schedule and being, I guess, as efficient and productive as possible, where is the gold? And what I mean by that is is it in, you know, being wise and hiring staff to do things for you? Is it in giving yourself a limited time window and just making yourself do things? Because, you know, there's that theory of like, you know, if you give yourself five weeks to do something or five days, you're going to do it. It's, it's that cap. Is it one of those things? Is it both those things? Is it something that I'm not thinking of? Like, where's the real gold based on your experience that people can really leverage and they should really look at and work on in order to successfully do this? Yeah, so there's two parts of that. Um, the first is what you said the sooner you could fire yourself from position in your business the more time you'll be able to free yourself to do the things you love or the things that are needed to grow the business in the right direction and also spend the time with your family so exactly what you said fire yourself from positions if you are at that situation or you're at that time in your life you're able to do that because when you start a business a lot of young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general they wear a lot of hats and and there's nothing wrong with that at the beginning you're trying to save money you're trying to grow the business so if you're in a situation where you're trying to save money, grow the business, you have to be very focused on your schedule, blocking your schedules and aligning deadlines on your schedule. So I love what you said. So actually having tight deadlines. So you put yourself in a deadline that you hold yourself accountable. If you feel you can't hold yourself accountable, get an accountability partner, find somebody that will hold you accountable, whether it's a coach, a mentor, a friend, a family member, allow them to be almost like your CEO of you and focus on making you accountable. I'm actually part of a, a group of uh, gentlemen and uh, it, it's pretty amazing is we hold ourselves accountable. It's, it's a board of directors of men and, it, and it's, it, it's seven of us. There are six or seven of us 
and we hold each other accountable to setting our goals and doing and actually accomplishing it. So you could easily create a, a board of directors for yourself or for or with a couple of buddies or a couple of other entrepreneurs, something that holds you accountable to getting your goals. And then on the same time, set the deadlines, but be very focused on blocking on your schedule. So what I mean by that is if I have a project to do, if I block off two hours for that project, when my two hours are done, I move on to the next task. Because a lot of people, hour one, they're killing it. Hour two, they're still doing well. Hour three, they slow down. Hour four, they start dying out. But they're still in their head. I got to finish this. I got to finish this. That productivity, your product level decreases drastically because you're you're not continually giving that everything as you go. So be very clear with, you got an hour schedule on something, block it off, kill it, maximize your time. When you're done, start the next day if you didn't finish it. So be very, very focused on your schedule in that direction as well. Yeah, be very uncompromising. And I'm going to make a, an, um, an assumption here. So please let me know if you have a difference of opinion. But yeah. I believe a huge part of that is making sure that, you know, your sales process and your product or service delivery process are really dialed in because like for me, I'm a lot more comfortable hiring out when I know that there's revenue coming in to pay for that person or more importantly, profit to, uh, to make sure to handle things. So I, again, I'm making an assumption, but I imagine one of those things that you really worked with for those 64 people and that you continue to work with people is making sure that they actually have their mechanism for bringing in the money to support their business. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's the key to it is, is finding your outlet of what's, is going to bring the income and really, really targeting, focusing on it, right? So a lot of, a lot of people, they, they scatter themselves too thin at the beginning when it comes to building a business. And they, like I said, they wear too many hats and they don't know when to give up control on something. And you see that they want to have the control of everything. And that's the issue with a lot of entrepreneurs. And as you become more wise to your business and you realize how important your time is and you start looking at time as a currency, and then you actually learn how to delegate things, how to start firing yourself in certain positions to allow you to have the more time for yourself. Mm. Um, where, in your opinion, if at anything, does copywriting come into play? Oh, interesting. That's an interesting question. I mean, it, it comes into play into everything, right? I mean, when it comes to your website, to your, to your anything you put down as content, you want to be as authentic as you possibly can with your contact content and 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 have the right that everything you're putting on sticks to who you are and it's aligned with who you are and it's branded of who you are i'm all about branding and keeping everything aligned so when you're doing your 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 content and you're having your copyright issues or anything like that is having everything aligned perfectly that your your copyrights are protected at all times right and your image and your branding is protected at all times mm -hmm. yeah and of course i think in terms of copyright just you know, I think part of that dialing in with the with the sales process is making sure that you are efficient in your messaging, that people will yeah. read that piece and they're like, uh, okay, yep. And and they're like, you get them down that, I hate saying funnel because it almost become like a fad term now, but you've got them yeah, in the funnel and you've got them going yeah. down the right path for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, because again, you work with, uh, you know, fathers in particular, what what just for fathers, what's unique to them about challenges that they face that, you know, the people that aren't a parent or aren't a father might not fall into the same trap? I think it's living with, I, I always say is honestly, is living with regrets. A lot of individuals will go their whole life focused on building a relationship. Think, think they have these great relationships. They don't focus on 
what truly has a meaning in their life. And then when they get to a certain age, they have all these regrets. Mm. And I think, and I'm going to change it around there because as a, as a dad, I've lived my life completely to the max where, especially the last four to five years, I've really, really toned and focused on living with no regrets. Um, when my dad would give, give me a call, phone call, I would be there to help him. When my mom calls, my wife needs something, my kids, I call it the yes factor. If they ask me to do anything that's time sensitive, where it's dad, let's play catch, dad, let's go for a bike ride. I always say yes. That's the yes factor. I drop everything off his family first. And I think a lot of dads, they always in their head look at it and they don't learn how to be present where it's like, okay, I'll do this later. Okay, Tommy, we'll go play catch later. And it's just always pushing everything away because they have this vision where they have to be the breadwinners of the house. They got to be the entrepreneurs. They got to build. They got to grow. And I think a lot of them will hit a moment in their life. They're going to have tons of regrets Mm. because life changes in seconds. Moments happen, bleak of an eye. And all of a sudden, things change and you're sitting there like, wow, I wish I did this. And you have these regrets you're going to have the rest of your life. I always say this, I mean, you hear this all the time is the biggest thing people have on their deathbed is, is, is tons of regrets of things they didn't do, whether it's even for yourself. I think as an entrepreneur, we get so focused on growing a business and, and be successful and with social media, putting ourselves out there and having this image. And we truly forget about what is truly important one ourselves fulfilling our cup like oprah says filling your cup to the max and 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 being fulfilled and taking time for yourself and then the second is is being there for your family and 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 building a legacy with your family that one day you're not here those memories and that memory bank is be so filled with your children they're going to be able to pass that on to their children all those memories and it continues generation generation because what happens is you work 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 you come home i see a lot of mirrors they they give their children a gift and they don't realize that content from their children's face is not about the gift. It's their parents' acknowledgement of them. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with, like I said, dads not learning what their priorities are and not knowing how to balance uh, the level that they can be successful as an entrepreneur and as a dad. Yeah. Now, I'm not a parent myself. Um, so it's very easy for me you know, play Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. But I, I would imagine one of the challenges is guilt. Like they, they have this incredible sense of guilt because they haven't uh, mastered their schedule the way, you, the way you've, uh, you've gotten as close to possible as mastering or mastering, depending on how you look at it. And I think, you know, there's a thing where, like you said, they're, they're never where they need to be, meaning if they're playing catch or not in a moment, and even if they're at work because of that guilt, they're not in the moment there. There's this underlying residual feeling of I'm not where I'm supposed to be which I would imagine drains their energy, keeps them less effective and less productive, which then, of course, it's like a snowball. Then there's more guilt and more hesitation, more frustration. Then they can spend even less time with their family, more guilt, more stress, less time. And it's almost like a vicious cycle, right? Yeah, I mean, that's where really learning, studying, and focusing on your schedule comes into part. So you're very precise with your schedule. So if I have a blocked, non-negotiable time from even from six, five to 6 p.m., that's my family time. I'm there. My phone's off. I'm present. You're, getting, you're being fulfilled because you know you're present there. This is your time with them. So when you're at work the rest of the day or you're at work after, you don't feel guilty because you were present. You, you dedicated that slot to them. So I don't think it's something where we as have to put that pressure on ourselves because things happen. Life changes. But we have to be very precise with it. I keep going back to our schedule because if you could study and manage your schedule and even – when I'm talking about friends or family or parents, 
studying the white parts of your schedule because there's tons of white openings in your schedule that we make no use of. That white time on your schedule is probably just as important as fill time. So this white time is when you could catch up phone calls, catch up an old friend you haven't talked to in a while, bring a later meeting and ask if you could bring it up earlier so you have more time and night with your family. So being very precise to your schedule eliminates that guilt after because you're giving everything you can on that locked time. So you know when I'm with my family, I'm present. When I'm with my work, I'm present there and I'm focused there. So being very precise with the blocked time on your schedule and really, really focusing and studying and learning it, you're, you're, you're key at that point. You're doing amazing. Fair enough. Uh, I want to ask you about your podcast. What inspired you to go, like, how would you describe your podcast and what specifically inspired you saying, all right, I'm actually going to do this on a regular basis and put, con- put content out in this way? Yeah, the podcast, everything I do has a purpose, right? And when I do the podcast, I realized that I wanted to build myself as a brand. And there's a story behind that too. I'll give you a quick little rundown of that in a sec. But I realized I wanted to build myself as a brand. And I thought, okay, how am I going to connect with certain individuals that are a higher level than me that I could connect to, I could build a network with? And realistically, if I didn't have a platform, they're not going to ever take my call. They're never going to listen to me. So I was kind of selfish in a way where I was building a platform to help me propel my branding by connecting me to other higher level entrepreneurs that are a higher level than me right and and that's where it all started it started as just as a platform of a networking tool for myself and then from there it just evolved and i never had anything scheduled like when i do a podcast i never have set questions i never have i usually don't even learn nothing about my guests before i keep it as raw as authentic and as curious as possible, because I think that brings the best kind of content because you don't know where the conversations go. And the reason I'm building myself with the platform of the podcast is that was one step to propel me to the coaching, another step to propel me for the book, and then another step to propel me on stage, which I've done a couple of stage appearances, and I'm going to hopefully do quite a bit more. This all of the self-branding, which I started last April, uh, April 2020 was the first time I really started branding myself in 26 years as an entrepreneur, there is a higher purpose of it. And, and I don't know if you're aware of a story of my son that I ever, no. did you ever hear this? No, it's so not my a son, time. so my son was, um, it was, uh, 2008, April 19th. My son was born. It was, uh, he was, my wife was 31 weeks pregnant. It was unexpected. I was your typical entrepreneur. I was working crazy hours, never home, had a year and a half year old daughter, wasn't present at all. And um, we were rushed to the hospital in his emergency section. I almost lost my wife and my son the same night. Um, my, my wife was in surgery. My son had just, they had just um, done a C-section with my son out. And they pulled me in a room and said, your son's got about five to 10 minutes of life left. Um, do you have a name for him? I didn't even have a name for him. And the name that came to my head was Tiago, which means God's a warrior. And I just wrote down his birth certificate. And that's when his journey started. We're very we're very fortunate. There's been so many, there's so many stories in the process, but we're very fortunate. We have one of the greatest pediatric care hospitals in the world, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto, Canada. And that became his home for the next four months. And through the process, he had six organs severely damaged, severe brain damage. And um, we were told he wanted to make it about five, six times. And we kept pushing through it and, and he made it. And at four months old, I said, listen, it's time to take him home to the doctor. And the doctor's like, listen, your son's not even feeding yet. He was on feeding tubes. He was only barely four and a half pounds. They didn't want to discharge him. And I convinced the doctors to discharge him. And um, we took him home with a little one ounce bottle. It looked like a little toy bottle to feed him with milk. He had reflex. He couldn't even swallow yet. So we had to take a baby that was four and a half pounds at four months old, never swallowed. We had to teach him how to swallow. 
And we're handed these discharge papers with a label, quote unquote, or a diagnosis of cerebral palsy and said he'd be confined to a wheelchair his whole life. And that's when my journey started as a parent. Like I really learned how to be a parent. I learned how to precise my time and I really learned how to study my schedule where I could be home. And I would spend three, four hours every single day with him stretching his legs. And I thought in my head, I did not want that fear that turn, wake up one day at six years old and be like, I didn't give my son every opportunity I can. And this is what happens. So I thought I cannot control his outcome, but I'm going to give him every opportunity to give him the best opportunity to, to, to be the best version of himself. And that's when our journey really started. And it was just every type of therapy, every type of exercise. I, I, I did what I could. And, and we took everything with a huge win when, when he was like six months old and my daughter dropped something in the kitchen floor and he started laughing for the first time. That was a huge win. We all started crying. When he was a year and a half old and he balanced himself standing for the first time, that was a huge victory. So we took everything. And my son's got this, this mind of just this relentless. And I even had the word tattooed on myself, relentless because of him, because he has this relentless mind where you put something and tell him to do something. He won't stop till he does it. And I don't know where he gets that. And we would put all these goals on his, on all over his bedroom um, for like one of them would be like hop on one leg. Another one would be like, jump this high and we would set these goals and some of them like hop on one leg took three a little over three months to obtain every single day hours at a time just to get hop on leg and we did all these and we were able to finally convince the doctors to put them on afos which are braces and they would have braces up to his knees and the doctor said listen it's a miracle that he's walking with braces but he's gonna mean braces till he's about 18 19 maybe even 20 years old and this was about five five and a half years old and i, I looked to my wife and i said listen i go before by 12 years old, I wanted to run a marathon, and I always thought it was crazy. And before his 11th birthday, my son was out of his braces, and he turned April 19, 2021, he turned 13. April 18th, we ran our first marathon together. Wow. And it's been this incredible journey, and my son's like the sweetest, kindest soul you ever meet, and just this, this relentless mindset. And we've set all these goals for him from here till he turns 18. We have all these goals physically, mentally, spiritually. We have all these goals for him. And um, from baseball to running. So be honest, the reason I'm building this platform for myself and the, and the, and the whole journey why I'm getting back to this story, kind of like uh, turning it around here with the pockets, is to build myself as a brand. Because I believe my son's story is going to be so powerful and impact so many people in this world. So I want to build myself as this brand. So when he's ready to step on stage, It'll be easy transition to put them on stage. So that is the whole purpose of me. What everything I've been doing for the last 14, 15 months, to be honest. So you're you're building the vehicle for him while yeah. simultaneously leveling up as a as a human and an entrepreneur while simultaneously supporting him as he continues to level up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's awesome. That's wow. Don't even have words, man. But very very inspiring. Um that that's amazing. And you know, it's almost like I realized like, okay, 13, oh, five years from now, when he turns 18, I could only imagine uh, that the kind of things that are happening between now and then, which I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to checking in about. Yeah, um, we're doing a lot of cool things right now with him. And I've been documenting his life uh, video wise and pictures and everything from day one, his mm -hmm. progress. And, and I always put on the storyline, him running and doing stuff. And he's, a, he, his body, his brain was so damaged when he was born that um, he lost function of his whole right side of his body. And he learned, he's naturally right-handed. He learned how to do everything with his left hand. But with years and years of exercise, now he's literally like this kid's, 
a fitness fanatic, like a fitness fanatic. He literally works out six days a week, like works full out at 13. And uh, he's leveled up his body now, but he's learned how to do everything with his left. So he's became this incredible little left-handed pitcher playing baseball. And the goal is by 18 to hit 90 miles an hour. So we're, that's another video documentation. We're following his progress. He just hit 58 the other day at 13. So we're really following his progress. So we have all these little journeys. We're trying to really set these goals for him. And, and we're constantly feeding him with self-belief. We're removing all the fears. I do that with my daughter and my son. Constantly as parents, we're removing every fear. We're building the self-belief. We're pushing the self-belief that when he gets to a certain moment of his life and he's ready to take off and do, be on his own as an adult, he'll be like, he'll, he'll, the, the unstoppable is a word. Love it. I love it. Now, I, I don't know much about your book. Does your book go down this road or is it a completely different topic? We go a little bit down the road. Yeah. We talk about a story in there and, and the book is, um, it's essentially seven, I would say seven lessons that a father could really take out of it as an entrepreneur and learn how to balance and how to build memories and how to really just be accountable and be present as a father, right? Stuff that I've learned and I want to share with other people. And it's, it's, it's been received really, really well and it's doing really well. So I'm, uh, I'm proud of it considering I, I, I've never wrote a book before and I took pen to paper and it's uh, from, from the day we started writing, I say we, I was the day I was started writing in, uh, it was March 18th. I started writing it March 19th and by January, it was it was out, and we hit number one in eleven categories in Amazon um, within that like whatever nine ten month period, which is pretty amazing. That's awesome. I love it. What's the name of the book? Entrepreneurial Dad. Can't get any easier than that. I love it. I love it. Nice and easy. Uh, cool. So, wow, we we've spoken about so much here. I'll, I'll ask you this. You know, you're still consulting, obviously, right? What What are the biggest lessons that you're taking through the work that you're doing with your son to help other entrepreneurs? Is there something that kind of sticks out or a way by which you approach things that you're taking those tools and, and helping people grow? I don't accept way? excuses. Mm. My son doesn't have an excuse. My, like if, if, if a 13-year-old will stand there and spend like right now he has a new goal for jumping at a certain height. He wants to jump over a certain, he has these bars, he tries to jump over and he has his new height. He's been at it for almost two and a half months, every single day. Most people give up after a day or two and he'll get it. He'll get, I have no doubt he'll get it. And there's no excuses. And I find we allow ourselves to constantly give ourselves excuses, excuses not to succeed reasons not to succeed and 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 i like breaking those i mean i i I, that's a pet peeve of mine is just when people have an excuse of why i'm not good enough or why i'm not strong enough or why i'm not smart enough or why i'm not dedicated enough it's a simple have that mindset of being relentless having that mindset of if i'm going to accomplish somebody i'm going to do what has to be done to get this done and learn how to sacrifice i mean i i'm up I'm, I, I called it, like we talked earlier, I called it three to seven. So I try to be home every single day from three to 7 p.m. with my family. And in order to be able to be present for three to seven o'clock, that's a big chunk of the day. And being a business entrepreneur that runs multiple companies and I'm running another book right now, I'm doing all these other ventures. I have to figure out a way to sacrifice myself. I'm up at 4.30 every morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of those gurus or gagas that get up every morning like, yeah, it's 4.30. I can't stand it. I wake up, I'm rubbing my eyes, I'm cursing every single morning. But I realize if I'm up at 4.30, from 4.30 till 9 o'clock, you can get so much accomplished that the rest of the day just eases into this perfect situation after that. So learning what areas you can sacrifice yourself to be able to succeed throughout the rest of the day is so key. 
and eliminates excuses, eliminates excuses because they're not going to get you anywhere. Right. Mm. Curious was knowing that you're waking up at four 30 every morning. What time do you go to bed at night? Uh, usually around nine 30, 10. Okay. Got it. So there's, there's yeah, this yeah. in there. It's making sure you got enough hours. You're making sure you're oh, getting enough 100%. sleep. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's interesting because nine 30, 10. So you're there with them from three to seven and then you're going to sleep around nine 30 or 10. So technically, you know, there, there's a lot of time where, you know, it's like, well, you can't go out and go to the movies because between, you know, unless you're going to the movies with them, you know what I mean? But there, there's this thing, I, I hear a lot like, wow, it's amazing. Like for me, I'm like, wow, how could I ever um, take off three to seven? And you're not taking off. I mean, you're living on it, but just yeah. from the business, um, I'm just floored. I am, I'm very inspired and, and very impressed because that, that's amazing. A lot of people, they'll have excuses. They won't do it. So that, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you just have to, like you said, is prioritize what is meaningful to you. Put your non-negotiables in there. And at the end of the day, it's just really, you have to fill your cup. You don't have children. That time can be for yourself and fill your cup, whether you're doing self-building, you're doing your exercise and you're taking time for yourself, you're taking time to meditate, you're taking time on a building a car, whatever your hobbies are. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Taking time for yourself. Because if you're fulfilled, I'm a strong believer in, and, and I'm all about family, I'm all about business, but I always put myself on top of everything. Because mentally, spiritually, physically, if I'm not I'm at peak at all times, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to serve nobody, I'm not going to be able to serve my business. So I really make sure I take time for myself. Like every morning, I got a period where it's just, it's my time. Um, when, I'm, when I'm coming home, from, when I'm coming home in the end of the day from the office, it's, I crank the music. I, it, it, uh, that's my time. It's building my vibration up. I, lo- I love music. So there's certain things that I do every day clockwise where it's locked into my routine that it, these are things that are filling my cup. They're going to put me at a higher level of vibration. It make me feel better, make me react better when I get home. And, and, and also just really just fulfill me. So I feel like I'm, I'm giving back to myself. It's not like I'm constantly giving, giving to everybody else. I'm giving back to myself. So I feel I'm able to serve everybody at a higher level. Love it. Love it. So uh, we're, we're almost wrapping up here. I have two or three more questions pop in my mind here. Um, one of which is in addition or besides no excuses, which is obviously a huge piece. What is the yeah. most highly leverageable aspect in your opinion of what you work on with your coaching clients to get them over the top and get them moving forward? Yeah. So I'm a very, when it comes to coaching, um, I, I'm very business oriented when it comes to coaching. So all the clients I take are very business oriented. I don't really, I'm certified as life coach, certified as NLP. I really don't utilize much of that. So I don't do more of the life coaching. I do the very goal-oriented coach. You say, Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm working with a whole bunch of entrepreneurs. Right now. One of them is, is building a nursing home business. So they came to me and said, Jeff, this is my goal. This is what I'm trying to build. Okay, let's start from day one. Let's set up your business plan. Let's set up your, your goals. Let's set up a three-month, six-month, one-year goal. Now, what do we do to capture our goal? Let's build the, let's build the logo. Let's build the brand. Let's build the concept, let's build your core values, let's build your mission statement and start building the business. Now, how are we going to get clients? So I'm very driven. And when I coach people, I only coach people once a month. So I say, okay, Andrew, this is a list of these 12 things I need you to do from now till I see you in 30 days. Get them done. Hmm. If you have any questions, here's my text. Here's my phone number. You have any questions? They got to get done. If you're not done if you have, I don't want no excuses. They're going to be done in 12 in, in, the, in the 30 days or 31 days, whatever that month is. When I see you again, these have to be done. If they're not done, we're going to really evaluate whether you want to work with me or not. So I'm very goal oriented where I give you your tasks. I make you very independent. 
And it's all about seeing results. It's all about in the end of this 12 months that we work together. If your goal is to have a successful business, I'm going to get you there. If your goal is to have a successful family life, I'm going to give you all the tools to get you there. And these are the things you have to follow. So I make it very simple where I explain why I'm doing everything. I set goals for them. I give them all the tools and say, this is what you have to do from A to B. Now get them done. And then I'll see you in 30 days and let's get it, get, make sure you're on track with everything. So that's all what I do with everybody. And it's very business or a lot of, like I said, I would say 80 to 90% of it is very business oriented, but we do part of the community, which I have a community called a man's purpose. And that is the actual, um, more of a group session where it's more of the fathers entrepreneurs where we have a lot of dad talk and and just give you advice and it's more of a community i'm trying to build on that aspect where people just build learn grow off each other in a community setting nice and you know what i hear from you saying i'm not sure if you're aware of uh, evan pagan uh he's an entrepreneur and, and one thing i learned from him was inevitability thinking it sounds like you're doing that where you're basically saying okay this is happening. Let's just reverse engineer what needs to happen in order for that to happen. And then let's just do it. That's what exactly. I'm, I'm getting. Exactly. Off of you. I love that. exactly. Cool, cool. So uh, if people want to connect with you or learn more, is there a one link or a number of links? Like what are the best way or ways for people to connect and, and learn more and get more on board with what you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, the easiest way is IG. I'm on every social platform. So you go from LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, but I'm on every single platform, but linked uh, Instagram is the one I'm most prevalent on is, is at Jeff Lopes, J F F L O P S. Or you can hit us at the website is Jeffrey Lopes.com J F F R E Y L O P S. And if you have any questions or anything you want help with, or in general, just a chat, I love networking with people. I love meeting people like yourself and just, and seeing high level entrepreneurs succeed and, and, and that's, that's just one thing I do is every single week I try to network with at least 12 to 15 new people and just build relationships and just grow these relationships. I think it's so, so powerful that with social media, we're able to do this nowadays where it, it, you have it in your fingertips, all these networks of people that you could really dive into and grow with. So utilize that as much as possible. Awesome. Well, Jeff, you've been amazing here. In fact, I only have one more question. Um, I've been looking forward to asking you this question because yeah. uh, I ask it of many yeah. of my guests. But if you can go back in time, and this can be five years, 10 years, it be 25 years, it be any point in time, and give any younger version of yourself any piece of advice, what is that advice that you would give to that younger version of yourself? Be patient and live in the moment. I think I've really learned how time is currency later on in life and as we get older and we see our parents getting older and and, and and just losing my dad recently i realize how important time is and, and when you're young time is abundance and you really don't focus on time and you're and you're very impatient and i made a lot of business mistakes when i was young in my 20s i did i, I had some good wins but i had a lot of losses because I was never patient. I was just go, go, go. If something didn't work, let's get, let's sell it off and move on to the next one. And some of these companies I sit back and I look at now, even investments, if I was a little more patient, I would be a really, really higher level right now. So be patient. Don't be scared to ask questions. And that's another thing too, is as a young entrepreneur, I, I never, now I surround myself. I networked as max as I can. I try to learn off people every single day. When I was young, it was always I could figure it out myself. I'll figure out a way to get it done. I could do it better than anybody else. It was always about me, 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 me. I'm better than everybody else. So be patient. Don't be scared to ask questions. Find a mentor. Mentors are so important, so key. Having somebody to literally throw ideas off, 
learn from their experience. These are all things that I never did when I was younger. And now that in my 40s, I'm doing, I'm, I'm surrounding myself with individuals that are going to help me propel. I'm trying to learn off people like you, people every single day, other entrepreneurs. And I'm very patient and I'm enjoying the process a lot more now. Jeff Lopes, I, I've learned a lot from you today, and I really appreciate this conversation. Thank you for, one, being so vulnerable in your story and stories and, and sharing so much of your perspective on how you succeed and how you help others succeed. Uh, I really highly encourage people as they're listening to this to go back and listen again, because you dropped some real nuggets of gold with this. And um, thank you just so much for taking time out and, and sharing this with my audience, my friend. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, buddy. This has been a great conversation. Keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're, you're helping a lot of entrepreneurs and obviously with your book and stuff, you're doing a lot of great stuff for yourself as well. So I'm excited to see your venture and your journey going forward as well. Thank you again, Jeff. Uh, I really appreciate you being here today. And guys, I will leave all those links at shatteredamoldpodcast.com where this episode resides and in the YouTube description where I'm putting the video up. But speaking of links, while I'm giving them out, if you want to check out my book, one final reminder here, you can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com to check it out on Amazon, or you can check out my YouTube. That's youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. With that said, thank you as always for listening and be back soon because you know I'll be back with another guest in the very near future. I will look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.